We are the Pop Grillers, and this is the month where we review the top grossing summer blockbusters released between the first Friday in May and Labor Day weekend from each year starting in 1989 and ending in 2001 to gauge whether they stand the test of time. Up next is Transformers Revenge of the Fallen from 2009, which earned over 60 million on its first day and went on to achieve a total worldwide gross of 836.3 million off a 200 million budget. I genuinely like the first Bayhem Transformers movie. It's not without its flaws, but it does somehow straddle the divide between Bay's patented spectacle and Spielberg's typical sentimentality. He's a producer here, with some success. LeBeouf has become a controversial figure since, but he's at his charming every team best at this point in his career too, providing a human centre amidst the alien robot carnage, whilst, although obviously objectified, Megan Fox manages to bring layers to her character when many other Bayhem eye candy leading ladies have failed. But I'm not here to talk about the first Transformers. I'm here to talk about its sequel, Revenge of the Fallen, which is a robot-sized step back in quality, and sadly, there's no disguising it. I appreciate that it was affected by the 2007-2008 Writers Guild of America strike, but that doesn't excuse what we got. Did lifelong and newbie fans really deserve as shoddily assembled a screenplay as this? Who's to blame then? Screenwriting trio Orchie, Kurtzman and Kruger? Well, they handed in their treatment before the strike began, which Bay then expanded into a 60-page scriptment. So, Bay? Well, his scriptment was then given back to the trio to finish in time for production. So the trio then? Who knows? But the upshot is a script that fails on almost every level. It's unnecessarily convoluted plot-wise, but predictable and rote in its developments. The comedy falls flat almost every time, especially when delving down into the toilet and juvenile end of the spectrum. Characterisation is off, and the actors know it too, which subsequently affects their level of performance effort. This is most especially evident through the treatment of Megan Fox's Michaela, she has zero agency in this. As opposed to the original, when she had plenty to balance out Bay's idiomatic veer factor. Rewatching this, all I wanted her to say was, Stop taking my hand! to her various boy saviours, a la Rey in The Force Awakens. As for the bots themselves, none of the new additions add anything. In fact, they only take away, and, at times, actually offend. For instance, see, skids and mudflap for uncomfortable stereotyping. Isabel Lucas's continuity smashing seedily shot shape-shifting Decepticon assassin. Whilst police said about Devastator's robot gender signifiers they're better. The visual effects match this weaker characterization. I don't know how, with 50 extra million to play with, everything looks worse than the original. It literally makes no sense. Not that any of this affected the film's financial success, as the cachet of the original and the IP franchise drew audiences back in droves to such an extent that although Fallen lies third in the all-time worldwide box office after Dark of the Moon and Age of Extinction, it actually holds the record for highest US domestic gross to this very day. So who's to blame? Bay? The writers? Producer D. Bonaventura? Circumstance? Us, the audience, not demanding enough from our blockbuster film creators? 
the answer is ultimately elusive, as the issues behind this film is more than meets the eye. Make sure you subscribe, because the season of Summer Blockbusters continues tomorrow, with a return to Andy's Toy Box for Toy Story 3.